Hello, and thank you again for joining us for Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and today again we will go and study the Word of God and speak on those things which I believe will be a help to us. We're going to start out today in the book of 2 Peter, starting at the third verse, third chapter rather, 2 Peter, third chapter, and the first verse. And today we're going to think of, we're going to talk about some things that um, maybe you have been, or you've heard me preach on or speak on before, uh, but I do believe is very important. It's it's uh, uh, lack of a better word, imperative. It's it's uh, is paramount, as some would use a, a big word, a two dollar word, <laughs> as my some of the elders would say, that uh, that we remember what had been spoken over over us. And in Second Peter, third chapter, and the uh, first verse, Paul, uh, brother Peter, begins in Second Peter three and one. He said, "This apostle, this epistle, rather beloved." I now write unto you and both which I stir up, stir up, brother, I stir up your poor minds by way of remembrance. He says, how? He says, I write this, I write this to you in both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance. And what Peter begins to do as he, as we get into this word today, he wants us to recall that's what remembrance will do for us. And as we, um, if I can just take a, a little little short turn here to the right a little bit, is that when we read the Old Testament, this is what God was doing when he, as he brought Israel out of Egypt. He gave them feast days. He gave them special days. They were days of remembrance. He gave them um, when they had the, the, um, the last uh, trial or last uh, miracle that he did for them there in Egypt. He, the, the, it was the day of when the blood was put up over the door. And this is what they call Passover, where the lamb was the Passover lamb on that on that Passover night. They took the blood of one lamb, spread it upon the doorpost. And he told them, you will do this in days and months and years and ages to come. This will be served as remembrance to your children. And that blood was put on the door because the angel would pass over them. But again, they made this a special day. And if you go into Jewish history and you go into the Word of God, you will see they had the Days of Atonement. They had again this, um, they had Passover Day, they had the feast, uh, many feasts in the fall, and uh, that they these were special, special days, special times where God uh, set these days up for them to remember what He had done for them. Second verse said that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets of the commandments of us, of the Lord, of the, uh, of the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So what again he's saying is we, you need to remember what was spoken over you. Remember the things and take your go back. As uh, the Lord said in, in uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 78, where the father began to say, he said, the, one of the reasons why. And the reason why, rather, that the uh, uh, the first uh, group that came out of out of uh, Egypt could not go on to their promise was they did not remember what I did for them. Now you go back and you just if you take the time out uh, and when you have the uh, uh, the time to read and read the, all the things that led up to them being rejected, it's when they got to go ready to go into the promised land. And they murmured and complained because they didn't remember the opening of the Red Sea. They didn't remember 
him uh, feeding them, providing water for them, driving the enemy away from them in every need that they had, a cloud by day, basically air conditioning by day to stop the heat of the sun, the uh, pillar of fire by night to uh, uh, providing uh, basically central heating for them in the nighttime in the desert when the desert got cold. Everything they needed, God provided for them, but they did not remember. So this was a rebuke that God spoke over to, Mo to Moses was, he said, they're not going, they will not go in. And you remember they had created a cow, uh, a golden calf to worship when Moses stayed 80 days in the mountain. They, they, they murmured against them when, uh, uh, because of, of the food. And God said, oh, it, you know, they did all these things. But the Lord said, though the sin that they committed that he, that re, and the reason why, because of their sin of unbelief. Why? Because they did not remember. They didn't remember what the Lord had done for them. So now let's go over. And I want to uh, now just jump into the uh, book of Ephesians. And really what we're going we're gonna to talk about today is in the B, Ephesians second chapter. And second chapter, going to start reading about in, in at the fourth verse. Ephesians 2, 4. It says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. God loved us from the beginning, before we ever were in the thoughts of our mother and father, before our grandparents got together. There, uh, uh, as the father spoke to uh, uh, over Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, he told him, he said, he said that I knew you before you entered your, your mother's womb. He said, I had plans for you. I loved you. And I have spoken over you. I've spoken plan and purpose. And this is what I'm, uh, the word I want to bring to you today is that God has plan and purpose for you. He has provision for you. For, for in every vision, if God plants a vision in your heart, he has already provided as a father. He has provided provision, not only for you to, for, to do things in the earth, but for your spiritual man. For this earthly house that we have is going to go away, whether by grave or by rapture, if you're a believer. One way or another, we are leaving this world. And so here in the book of Ephesians, Paul says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. For even when we were dead in sin, the love of God was had already been provided for us. Again, God is Jehovah Jireh. He is the provider. That's why uh, the Jewish nation called him the provider, because well, they, at every need, God was there. God is there, and God is in our future. God is waiting on us to get to our future. And he said, he has quickened us together with Christ. He said, for by grace you are saved. Sixth verse says, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Now, this is something that's really just went off in my spirit this morning as I begin to just worship and, and, and give thanks to God that already I have, I am placed, I'm in heaven already in Christ. Why? Because my faith is in him. He saved me. He delivered me. He has kept me. And then when he sat down after Jesus had lived the life, died on the cross, suffered for us, went down in the hill and destroyed the enemy and put him under his feet. He rose up out of the grave, showed himself to the saints that were here, and then he went to heaven. And when he sat down, I sat down. For by my spirit 
is now resting in him. The Bible says in 1 John, uh, it says that as he is, so am I in this life. Jesus is sitting down, reigning, interceding for us. That's what the scripture says. He is our righteousness. I don't have to war in Christ for to be right. I just need to believe that I'm right because I'm in him and he is in me. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. He's my hope. He's my deliverer. He is my holiness. He is my righteousness. That's why when we, when, when, when uh, uh, in, in the book of Corinthians, it says that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Not this flesh. If you saw me uh, uh, 15 years ago, yes, I'm older now, but I resemble the same Eric. I'm the same Eric in the flesh that I was then. But in my spirit, if you go back when I was a young man, that's when I received Christ. And at that moment, I became perfect in my spirit. And if you follow my life for the last 45 years, you say, oh, you don't look like you were perfect. But my spirit, man, was changed. And I now, and I then am now, I walk in him by faith. Christ dwells in me. He's in you. See, that's the, 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 that's the conflict that the uh, unrenewed mind has when your mind is not. What I mean by unrenewed is that we have not meditated and received what God has done for us. See, you have to believe. When the, when, uh, when, the, when, the, when the believers and those who saw Christ, when Jesus walked the earth and they saw him heal the sick, raise the dead, open the blinded eyes, when the lepers were healed, there are only one other leper that had been healed throughout all Bible history. And that was when, uh, uh, when, when, when the prophet, when the word of what the prophet could do was sent over and Naaman, and, and Naaman came and stood outside the prophet's door because he thought he was going to come out and put hands on him. And what, the, uh, what did the prophet say? Go wash in the river Jordan. He complained, but he did it. He dipped seven times. When he came up the seventh time, the Bible says his baby was like the flesh of a little child. But beyond that, you don't find recorded. I haven't read. That don't mean, I don't believe it's recorded again that there was another healing of a leper. But when Jesus came, he spoke over 10. All of them were healed, but only one was made whole. So, and me saying this is, when they saw these works that Jesus was doing, they said, how can we do the works that you do? And what did Jesus tell them? Fast 40 days and 40 nights? Go No, he didn't say that. He said, believe on the one whom, uh, whom God has sent. If you believe on me, you can do what I've done. That's why it's Christ in us. It's Christ in us. It's Jesus in us. That's why we, we, we live and we move by, by, by what he has done in us. It's Christ in us. So if we look here in the in the uh, in Ephesians one, it says, "We are blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." Ephesians one three, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Why? Because we believe on Him.
We are blessed in heavenly places in Christ. I can enjoy Christ now. I don't have to wait till I die. I don't have to wait till uh, um, uh, uh, they lay me in the ground then to enjoy heaven. You can enjoy heaven now. You can have the things. You can have the peace. You can have the joy. If right now, if you could reach out and you could uh, transition in your spirit. Now, I'm not saying to die, but if you, God will let you get to heaven and you would ask those who have gone to heaven and, and you could say, and you could ask a question like this to them and say, uh, 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 how did you, did, uh, would you, are you, are you afraid to die? Are you afraid that God's not going to provide? You know, how y'all eating up there? Many of them, they would, all of them, they would laugh and say, what do you mean? I passed through death. I'm already in, I'm already in heaven. Every need and everything that I'll ever need for eternity is here before me. I don't hurt anymore. I don't have any pain. I pass through death. I know and and and, and I know, I see others who have come with me. Why am I I came I've come through that. Well, this is what I say to you believer. We are already there in Christ. The Bible says we sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Jesus is there. So I'm there. So that's why I can believe him. Not because of what I see, but because of what I believe. Jesus has already done it. So I want to tell you, and, and why I'm, I, um, my, we, we're talking about remembrance. We have to remember what God has done. Many of you, you, you many of us, we passed through some things last year. And I'm going to tell you, beloved, Satan will come back. He will come back with fear. He'll try to make you afraid of the same thing he brought to you last year. Whether it was death of a loved one, whether it's a sickness or disease, COVID, whatever it may be, the loss of a job. You might have got a job last year. And oh, thank you, Jesus. And right now, somebody could be talking about, oh, I think there's going to be another layoff. And you survived layoff last year. I say, remember, beloved, if God could keep you in 2020, he will keep you in 2021. He will keep you in 2022. He will keep you in 2025. He will keep you in 2070. He will, if you here in 20, uh, uh, in the year 2100, he will be keeping you still because he is the God, the Lord God, our belief, our, uh, our Jehovah. Jehovah, our God, he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's our keeper. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. But we don't have to wait to get to heaven. We can enjoy heaven right now. We can enjoy it right now. Because why? Because heaven resides on the inside of us. You don't have to wait to get there. You can have heaven right now. Matter of fact, you can if 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 you are a believer, heaven resides on the inside of you. A portion of heaven does, because you have the spirit of God. Romans eight says that he that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. So if you are a believer, Christ resides in you. Let's go now to uh, Romans fourteen seventeen. Romans chapter fourteen, verse number seven, uh, uh, seventeen. It it reads, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But what is it? It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
So if, if I have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that means I've got the kingdom in me. Heaven's in me. So I don't have to wait to get to heaven. Heaven's in me. When Jesus began to open the eyes of, of the church over in uh, and begin to lead them out of the uh, of the old covenant and begin to reveal the new covenant to them and what new covenant was, preach, uh, uh, what new covenant, covenant uh, uh, believing is, he begins now. And even in this prayer in, in uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, if you start reading around the ninth verse, it says he's beginning to tell them. And remember now. These weren't New Testament believers he was talking to. These were uh, his disciples because the New Testament did not start until Jesus died. So Jesus was fulfilling all of the Old Testament. And when his disciples asked him, Lord, John's disciples taught him how to, them how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 6 and 9? After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, it will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, what is Jesus doing? He's, tell, he's showing them, I'm leading you out of the old way of praying. And now you got to realize that's going to be heaven in you. This heaven that was spoken of in uh, Romans 14, 17, that the kingdom of heaven not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. See, I'm, going, I'm moving backwards to show you how grace was being shown. And how Jesus was showing them, if you just track with him, if you track with me from Ephesians, where we sit together in heavenly places, to uh, uh, Romans in 14, 17, where it says the kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. To Matthew 6 now, where Jesus hadn't died yet. He's, now he's talking to them about what heaven is, that we can, that, that, that to a believer, heaven can reside on the inside of you. We can pray the will of God here now, not in the sweet by and by, not after I die, but right now. You can walk in victory. You can walk in, in power. You can walk in health. You can walk in prosperity. All of these things are in my faith and belief in what Jesus has already done. Now, let's really to wind this up now. As I've talked before in the book of Second Chronicles, Chapter 20. And I love this uh this chapter. Uh Chronicles 2 and 22. Um second, second Chronicles, 20th chapter, around the 10th verse. And we're going to read now how that Israel being uh Jehoshaphat, this was Judah rather, was uh being attacked by some old enemies. Now there's a lot of history around Ammon and Moab. If you know, go back to Genesis and you know Lot. Lot had two daughters, and these were the these were the sons of them, Ammon and Moab. But they were, uh, when Israel passed through, as I said earlier, they were going to the promise. God told them not to touch Ammon and Moab. Said, go through, go through their land. Don't attack them because this land is theirs, not yours. And see, that's how we have to uh, just take a little, little sidetrack here. You got to know what's yours. See, it's wrong for you to believe in something that belongs to me. If it, if it's mine. You can, you can believe God for a house, but you don't have to have my house. God got, God got a one for you. Now, if I'm selling it, believe for it. But if I'm not, that's called covetousness. So here, God, God told them back in Genesis, the lands of Moab and Ammon are not yours. Go through. But don't, you can't stay there. So he says, yeah, you can visit. 
but this is their house. So he says in the 10th verse, he says, And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sir, that thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of Israel, out of Egypt, brother, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. And now the uh, they're, they're, again, to set this up, they were coming in and getting ready to attack Judah. And what they were doing was, uh, because they were a larger army, and now they saw how the Israel had been divided. Benjamin and Judah were together, and the other ten were together. And now they'll come in to overthrow. And see, that's what Satan again will do, a fight that you didn't even ask for. Many of us, you didn't ask for cancer. You didn't ask to be laid off. You didn't ask for these things. But most of the time, in, that, in the natural, you just got to show up for the fight in Christ. That's how we, we don't fight. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Satan desires to encapture us with his thoughts. And if we continue to dwell on what he said, you got cancer. You know, you had cancer scans and nothing showed up, but we'll believe that. He'll try to manifest that death in us. You're going to get laid off. Everybody else got laid off. Why? You don't have, we don't have to worry about a layoff. We have to trust in God. Trust him. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalms 23, and I shall not want. The God, uh, your job is not your provider. The job is not your uh, supply. Thank God for a job. And I do. I thank God. I'm still working. I thank God that I have a job. But if the job leaves, God is my supply. He'll give me another job. Even better. But we have to learn to trust him. And again, my whole, my whole, uh, 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 my subject today is remember. Remember what God has brought you from. Remember what he has delivered you from. If he healed you from cancer 10 years ago, he can heal you from it uh, today. He can keep it from you, matter of fact. But that same devil that which you whooped before, he's going to come back knocking. Whatever it was, whatever you overcame, he'll come back. But you got to stand at the door and say, no, not so. I refuse to walk in defeat. God defeated you before, and now you are defeated again. <clears throat> so again, we have to stand in the trust and the belief that if God promised it, he, he is also able to perform it. So let's finish up now. We're going to go down now. So we know the enemy has come. So now down in verse number uh, number 15, he said, this is what the, uh, the man of God spoke. He says, hearken all Judah, the habits of Jerusalem. Even you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by what you see. He said, you see all these people out there. You've heard the report. You've looked at the news. You've heard it on the radio. You It's been shown on Facebook. You got it on Instagram. And all of these things are happening. And the COVID is flaring up again and great and more ferocious than it ever did. But if God kept you before, he can keep you now. If God blessed you when you were unemployed before, he will bless you now. He's blessing you now. Saints, we win. We win. In death, we win. In life, we win. 
when we're without, we win. Paul said, I've, 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 I've been in abundance and I've been in lack. But he still kept faith in God. Hallelujah to God. And to wind this up, as we go down to the 17th verse, he says, you have no need to fight. Now, the fight's not ours, but you got to show up. You can't go back in the corner and crawl up in a, in a ball and cry. You got to get up, take your thumb out your mouth and say, the Lord God I serve is able. Yeah, I said it. You got to get out of the corner, out of the corner, come out of the corner, take your thumb out of your mouth, stand up and proclaim the word of God. He says, set yourself. Stand ye still and see the salvation of God. Show up for the fight and see what God will do. No, God ain't asking you to fight that person that's speaking wrong and, and lying on you. He's not asking you to go out and curse them out and give them a piece of your mind because we need all the mind that we have. But stand still and see the salvation of God. He says, fear not. Don't be dismayed. Just because everybody else failed don't mean you have to. Yes, others have gotten laid off and you should pray for them. And if by chance you are laid off, God kept you before. He'll keep you now. And the 21st verse, he says, the king now talked with the people. As he heard the word of the preacher, he consulted. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safely, safety. There are times, you know, if God giving you a sure word, go forward. But also, when you're going forward, you need wisdom. Because you can receive a word, but you need to go, no, there's a time and there's a place. We need to know the time and the place of where God is directing us. And then we strike. So he says, the king consulted with the people. And, and uh, this is verse number 21. And he appointed singers. Nobody puts singers out in front of an army. And he said to them, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. He told them what to say. And they began to sing in the 22nd verse, praise God. And the Lord set the ambushment. God was waiting on them to open their mouth. And then when they began to praise and glorify God, God moved. Well, in actuality, in their eyes, they saw the movement of God. But God, was, his army was already set. Everything was set in order. God said, now, you got, you speak by faith. I'm ready for battle. Beloved, remember, God is for you. We pray today, Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. Thank you. Have you moved for us in the past? You even moved now. And we pray, God, for everyone that's burdened and heavy laden, God. We pray that they remember that you are the God of more than enough. We pray these things in it till we come back again, together again. Thank you, Lord, that we travel this journey in grace. Until we meet again, blessings to you. Amen.